0: Coming up on today's episode. The more you are happy, the more happiness you'll attract. The more fulfillment you feel, the more fulfillment you'll attract. Like we always attract what we are. Would you agree with that?
1: Hey, it's Josh Carey, the hidden entrepreneur. Why is that? Well, I spent 40 years hiding. That's right, showing up in every situation, hiding my true talent, my true ability in exchange for seeking the approval of others. No more of that. I'm now on a mission to help those do exactly what you've always known is possible. This is how it's done. I don't say this often, but I am literally here with really one of my favorite people. She has quickly become one of my favorite people, and I think she knows the genuine nature of my comment. It is Tenna Taylor, who is a holistic business coach. I can't be more excited to be talking with you in this capacity, Tenna. How are you?
0: Thank you, Josh. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an
1: honor to be here. I appreciate your presence. Tell us exactly not only what you do, but in the context of that phrase, a holistic business coach, what in the world are we talking about?
0: (laughs) So holistic business coaching, holistic business coaching, what it entails is actually combining the elements of spirituality and strategy to help people to monetize their uniqueness. So as I said, just recently, uh, we spoke around the topic of what is it that I actually do? I consider myself a bridge, to be a bridge, a human bridge, you may call it, between knowing and doing. So let me <laughs> reframe that. Let me kind of elaborate in this one. So in the span of the last couple of years, I spent a lot of my time on advising, guiding, and leading holistic healers to start and scale their practices online. So I'm talking about health coaches, talking about nutritional therapists, talking about all those people that devoted their time and energy towards helping others to step into the healthiest version of themselves, right? And what I notice is that there are all those courses and masterminds around how to scale, how to start, how to structure from one side. And then from the other side, we have all the spiritual coaches that are teaching people how everything is energy, uh, the importance of meditation, affirmations, creative visualizations. But what I came to realize is that both is needed and both is equally important upon starting and running and eventually scaling our business in an online world, but of course, on-site as well. So I discovered that this fusion of the approach, whereas from one standpoint, we really know this is my what, so this is a problem that I'm solving. This is my why. This is my how, so how am I delivering results and solutions? And from the other standpoint, really recognizing this is what makes me unique. This is why, this, is, this calling is my destiny because of this and that. And this is how I will overcome that self-sabotaging thoughts and imposter syndrome, which every now and then pops up. And with all that being said, I realized that this fusion is needed, and I decided to open my own spiritual business coaching practice. Whereas I'm taking those beautiful healers and I'm kind of leading them through the entire journey of anywhere from, you know, how to create a strategic sales plan to how to actually stop procrastinating and stop believing that brain poop. And still showing up consistently every single day.
1: What was your personal story and journey that led you into this specific holistic arena? Did you did you battle nutrition? Did you have issues in that regard yourself?
0: <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'll try to make it short and sweet. And I really have to go back to to the my upbringing. Um, Well, I've been born and raised in in an extremely spiritual household. My mom is a professional astrologist, holistic healer, and as I like to call her, white witch. So I was acquainted with holistic approach ever since I was a kid. I actually practically learned how to read by interpreting other people's natal charts. Natal chart is one of the astrologic tools, right? Astrology tools. And further down the line, I was always a pragmatic one. I was always a rational one. I was always... Chasing the what I can see and what I can feel and what I can taste. I wasn't so much inclined towards the energy and I considered it all to be a rule, right? It was very skeptical, but I knew what I wanted from the early on and that was money and influence. And I will be very straightforward. So I was like, how can I get that? So for me, coming from a middle class family, of course, the, the answer was, well, go to the college. Get a get a degree, find a job in a big corporation, uh, prove yourself, and you'll get what you want. So that's exactly what I did. So I finished my masters in business, and basically two months upon graduating, I was invited to work on a Google project, and I did. Only to discover that <laughs> that that's really, really not <laughs> what I want to do with my life. So basically, only six months uh, months down the line, I managed to get. Uh, To get a pre-diabetes, to get clinically depressed, to gain 22 pounds, to get chronic insomnia. And I managed to, I actually started to hate my life. And at that point, I realized that's not what will fulfill me. Because even though the paycheck was awesome and, you know, that, this I did not, first of all, have a private life because I was constantly working. And second of all, I did not really feel like I mattered because I was only one of many. you know how it is running a corporate rat race like I know you know how it feels basically to speed it up uh, at that point I realized that there has to be something more and I started to get more into this mindful movement right and I started taking courses and I was trying to actually find a way to fix myself and to fix my health and I started to study with this prestigious health startup and I became their student and they actually liked me so much that they offered me a senior uh, management role in their company. So I left the Google project and I was like, okay, I am definitely more needed here. And plus, this is really what's interesting to me. So even though it was scientifically oriented, you know the nuances of energy and the mindfulness and then the, uh, mystical practices were still kind of embedded into the whole story. So I actually became their student uh, during the night. And during the day, my job was to help holistic healers across the globe to figure out what is it what they actually want and to implement it to help them to transform as many lives as possible. After doing that for two years, I realized that, I should probably at this point open my own company because I learned so much and I I was really blessed to be exposed to so many beautiful people across the globe, across the globe. And then I realized, okay, let, let me do it. Let me let me actually open my own spiritual business coaching and let me, you know, enrich as many lives as possible. And then it's it's good to kind of add that in the period of two years, I managed to Single-handedly reverse my prediabetes with no meds. Managed to lose twenty-two pounds without going to the gym or dieting, and uh, yeah, managed to be completely well, while being completely location-independent because all of that presumed that I was, I was also at the same time traveling across the globe while guiding. Me.
1: Incredible. What I'm hearing is as you were on your journey. You had it in your head that money and influence were thing number one. You wanted to check off your list. And then once you got a taste of that, you quickly realized, oh, no, no, no. This isn't where the happiness lies. Prior to that revelation, though, what did you really think money and influence was going to do for you? What were you really searching for there?
0: freedom? Freedom. I I know it sounds paradoxical, but I was chasing freedom because for me in my head, it was like, okay, if I have enough money, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want it with whoever I want it. And I can repeat that over and over and over again. So I just actually wanted to be free. And I've been taught
1: that money will bring me this freedom. And then when you had it, you realized that there are some stipulations that come along with it.
0: Well, I was anything but free. <laughs> and I think it's, well, I don't know, maybe it's just my case, but anyone who is working in a part of a corporation. So, you know, corporate rat race is very giving, but it's taking a lot. And I think that a big chunk of freedom is taken from us when and if we decide to be a part of a company.
1: I can imagine that moment when you really became aware that you are not getting the freedom you so thought in that role. There is something else that you should be pursuing. And you did. You started taking the action. What kind of what kind of fear and mental shift had to be made?
0: I was terrible. (laughs) It was absolutely terrible because I went from this regular nine to five after what, like six years of studying? Does it take you like my bachelor lasted four years? My master lasted two years. So it was that six years of studying. So, and then ditching something that's perceived as safe, perceived as safe, and just going fully in with this at the time, relatively unknown startup, uh, which is operating in a remote capacity. And when I said that to my parents, they were like, "Are you crazy? Like, what? Are you really gonna do this?" But further down the line, they they saw, you know, that. I mean, they know. Once when I set up my mind to something, it's it's already done. (laughs) But of course, there was there was a big fear, and and then there was like this question: What happens if I fail? And to be quite honest, Josh, I think that only in a moment when I decided to actually, I have this thing which I call how bad can I suck kind of approach. So when I have this thing that I'm absolutely terrified of, like whatever it is, like, uh, you know, taking another project or uh, serving a, an upscale client, and I'm not sure can I do it, rather than giving myself a pep talk and then encouraging myself because uh, that never works, at least not for me. <laughs> I go with this approach. Okay. Tana, how bad can you suck? And, <laughs> and then I kind of go, okay, you know what? I go with this perceived notion of, okay, you, there is a big, big, uh, a chance you'll suck at this and that let's measure how bad can I get? And, then we'll move from then onwards. And I know it sounds crazy, but it helped me to kind of take the leap of faith and actually not
1: to suck. Is that almost giving you the permission to suck? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When you made that decision and you were on your way as the holistic business coach that you've become today, what was the first client and marketing campaign like? How did you go out? into the market to do that terrible <laughs> it was terrible
0: <laughs> I won't lie so I organized an event an online event and I was so full of hope uh, and I was like okay this I, I will have at least 50 people because I organized the webinar in a full capacity right and I was like I and I had those those beautiful handouts and PowerPoint presentation And then everything was like neatly folded. And I was like, okay, this is going to be marvelous. I'm just going to kind of sit and I'm going to do my presentation and I'll have five clients at the end of it. And to begin with, like only five people showed up and none of them were willing to invest (laughs) in a holistic business coach. (laughs) So I realized, okay, this is not going to work like that. So I tried and tried. I mean, I, I tried many things. I mean, because uh, I think for me the biggest advantage was that I knew that my method works because I had to. I have, I have had results within the company that I was working for for two years. Now the real challenge was to kind of replicate those results, you know, uh, in my own capacity, and. It was scary and it was terrifying and it was boring, I have to be quite honest, especially at the beginning with lead generation. Uh, Well, I'm not going to be ashamed, but I'm going to say, I am a bit ashamed to say that I was cold DMing people and I was doing this cold outreach because I didn't know better. (laughs) But, you know, I really think that this... um, Persistence and perseverance, and just knowing that I'm not doing that because because of me, and that it's really not me who is important in this story. It's them. It's those holistic healers who are sabotaging themselves and who are not healing other people because of the lack of the business acumen or because you know any kind of spiritual blockages which they might have. And this knowledge that. If I don't go out there and if I don't deliver top-notch uh, content and if I don't remind them of their greatness, this world won't be as healthy and vibrant as it can. I think that that knowledge has, you know, kept me going forward, and it it has it is keeping me going forward even today. It it really is about the fact that I'm not doing it only because I want to be someone or represent something, but mostly because of the results that I want to see
1: with my clients. Let's go back to that fateful first room where you expected 50 people. You got five. Now, in your head, I know you said you came into that day with uh, 50 showing up, bringing on five as your clients. So when you only see five, you think, well, all of these people need to become clients in order for me to stick with that, that said goal. But why do you think that day didn't work? Why did nobody come on board with you? So
0: many reasons. I was trying to replicate something that works within the company, whereas you already have like a lot of money spent on advertising and promotion of a certain event. And I, of course, did not have any of that. So lack of preparation was definitely a big, big part of it. Lack of the proper structure and absolutely lack of just kind of not, not branding myself as an expert. So I knew I had the expertise. I knew I had the testimonials, but nobody else knew that, knew that right? So people did not know who I am. And there I was expecting to show up and deliver you know, eye-opening content, which was just not the case. So lack of structure, lack of preparation, lack of promotion. Yeah, just beginner's mistakes. How do we get
1: good at what we do?
0: Oh, good one. So the first thing I think is to stop thinking about ourselves. And I know a lot of people will be like, what? But that really is the first advice I would give to anyone who's trying to start and scale their practice online, especially if they're a holistic healer. And when I, stop, when I kind of say, stop thinking about yourself, I'm not saying like this Who you are and what you've been through is immensely important, right? But we really need to think about the problem that we're solving for someone, about the weight of that problem, about the solution, about the value of the solution that we're providing. and It's really kind of stepping out of our own shoes and stepping into our clients' shoes and shifting perspective from thinking, oh, how can I do this to get there? and really start thinking of, I have all these beautiful gifts and talents, how can I use them to contribute to this or that industry? What problem I can solve? What comes natural? Like, what is natural and easy for me, what other people are struggling with? So I definitely think that this would be the first step. And then, of course, we need to crystallize our why. So what is the reason behind the reason? What is that fuel which keeps us going? Is it because I've been through that and I know exactly how to tackle it? Is it because I believe that my mission is more important than than I am? Is it because I know that, yes, maybe maybe other people can do it as well, but no one will do it as I can do it, right? And we all know that, that. Nobody can do what we can do. That's the truth. And then the third, well, equally important thing is really to really now to to go back and look at ourselves and to think, why me? What makes me irreplaceable? What makes me unique? What makes me special? What makes me to go person for this specific problem I'm tackling? So I think all those three things need to be very well defined for us to succeed in any industry, any job, any environment.
1: Let's get a taste of what it's like to really work closely and one-on-one with you. Uh, If I'm a client first, what's going on in my life that is a red flag that I'd be a good candidate to work with you?
0: Okay, so if you're a client of mine, you are most likely a holistic healer that's stuck. So these days I'm working with experts which have polished their expertise on site, but have no idea on how to, kind of just replicate that online. So the first thing that I kind of like to start with is that I ask you, okay, what is it that you're solving? What is the problem you're tackling? What is the value of your solution? And we, we go from there, right? So we really want to focus on the service and the uniqueness of the service, and, and we're starting there, right? So I mean, just lately, I had a beautiful, beautiful conversation with a naturopath from Arizona. He's been on site for 30 years. Now he wants to transfer his his services online. And we're creating this full-fledged, holistic package. And I'm like, okay, what is the problem you want to solve? And he's like, well, I've been solving many things. And I'm like, okay, that's not my question. What is one problem you're so eager to solve? And, you know, people think that's easy. Actually, this is the hardest part. Because we have all, we all of us have so many talents and skills and unique abilities, and to pick one and to feel good about it. <laughs> so not only because you know people think, oh my God, but if I pick this, I won't do that, and this is not how it goes. Because we incorporate the fusion of our skills in everything that we create, right? But for the purposes of marketing and promotion, we have to pick only one. So how does it look uh, like to work with me? Well. The first thing what we do is we go through two assessments, because what I want to see with my clients is, okay, where are you on a business spectrum? So do you lack structure? do you lack planning? do you lack promotion? Do you lack sales skills? So where are you, you know, on that front? And then, I'm equally interested in discovering where are you when it comes to mindfulness, aka spirituality. So How certain you are that this is your destiny? What is your level of confidence? How easily do you get distracted? Are you suffering from FOMO, aka fear of missing out, shiny object syndrome? So, oh, look, I have to buy this. Oh, I have to get that. So, and then, you know, based on on the answers, we create a unique program that fits your needs. And this is what I've seen. I, I did see it in, in, with a couple of other coaches too, I really, really hope that whoever is listening to this, if you are doing any kind of business coaching, I really, really hope you kind of take uh, you, you take notes from this one because I believe that it's equally important to tackle business arena as much as the spiritual arena when helping someone to you know run their practice as they should because otherwise. And I've seen people spending a lot of money paying business coaches where actually their biggest problem was the lack of confidence. And there's no structure in this world. There is no business plan in this world. There is no funnels (laughs) that will give you that. So this presumes energy work. This presumes mindfulness coaching. This presumes definitely different approach. So I will say again, because this is what I presume under the holistic coaching approaching to all online service providers as people not only you know as uh, as coaches helping them to unravel their uniqueness and to expose their gifts in a way that will help them
1: and transform other people's lives so you and i had the good fortune to Prior to this session, we've connected, we had a session together and you introduced me to something I've never quite seen before. And to this day, I'm still doing it. It's called the Achievement Jar. Please tell the listener what this is and how it works. Actually, why didn't you sit, uh, tell them? Oh, Tenna, why? <laughs> why? I wouldn't do it justice. No, no, no. I think you would, especially since you've been using
0: it for quite a while now. Like it's been a month, right?
1: Yeah, at least. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, please. So, share. what I'm doing every night is deliberately taking time quietly and reflecting on the day that I had and simply on a piece of paper Writing out one achievement that I accomplished during that day that I can celebrate. And what does that take in time? Three to five minutes. And really, what does that do? Uh, As I was telling you before we started hitting record, uh, there are some days where I'm just so excited to celebrate multiple achievements that I might have three, four, five achievements that I'm so proud of that day. So I'll write either one or a few achievements down on a piece of paper and really make sure that I'm feeling good about it and reflecting on it. And then I simply fold the paper into a small little piece of paper and then I put it into. I have a, a glass mason jar and I just stuff it into the mason jar. And then uh, I, I honestly haven't gotten to do this. But once a week, I'm supposed to read the achievements one by one myself from the achievement jar and then follow that up with a time of personal pampering, right? Maybe an hour or two or three of just doing something by myself for myself to celebrate that week's achievements and then start all over again.
0: Exactly. So you haven't been celebrating. You've been kind of marking it down, but you haven't been celebrating, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, Tana, that is right. (laughs) Tell me,
0: okay so what is the celebration plan for this week
1: come on well prior to this very moment there hasn't been one and why you might ask well why josh hasn't there been a celebration moment when you know that's supposed (laughs) to be part of it well, there's <laughs> exactly. no, you know, life gets in the way, there's no time. I have other things in business. <laughs> Believe me, it's not like I'm sitting on my butt, right? I am working <laughs> constantly, which might be part of the problem, but it's like so I I just haven't taken the time because I I feel like that there's all this momentum that I don't want to step away, that I just want to finish this part of this project so I don't take mm. that I don't take that celebration time. What am I missing?
0: Well, a lot, I would say. And then, I mean, you're doing all of this. What is your end goal? Why? Let, us, let me ask you, what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? What is the emotion that you're after? Because let's face it, we're all after an emotion. So what is the emotion you're chasing with doing what you're doing?
1: Pride, respect, admiration. Okay.
0: Those are partly
1: reactions. Mm-hmm
0: right? What is the emotion? Can you, can you ex- please try to describe to me? How does the emotion feels like? Which part of the body are you feeling it in? My, my stomach. Your stomach. Okay. So can you tell me a bit more about this emotion? What's uh, the color? What's the sensation? What's the taste?
1: What's the smell? Mm. The, the sensation is tingling, vibration, energetic flow in and around the stomach. That's how I can tell if I feel good and engaged with something. Brilliant. Now, would you see Would you see it like this? Would you see that you
0: being in this emotional state would only attract more of that 100%.
1: emotional state? Absolutely, yes.
0: So now, going back to the importance of celebration, this is the emotional state we're trying to get into when we're celebrating our weekly achievements. So it's not only about kind of marking it off our checklist and saying, oh, good for you, Josh, you did that. Or, oh my God, Josh, you were accountable. You were consistent. You know, way to go. It's about putting yourself in a prolonged emotional state that you want to actually have. And it's using the achievement jar. And it's like having this logical explanation of why you're putting yourself. In this emotional state, the more you are happy, the more happiness you'll attract. The more fulfillment you feel, the more fulfillment you'll attract. Like we always attract what we are. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So if we're trying to be more of something, if we're trying to attract more of something, I'm sorry, then the the thing how we attract that is to be more of it first. As Dostoevsky said, Do you know who is Dostoevsky? He was a famous Russian uh, writer. He said, and I quote, if the heaven is not in us already, we'll never find it. So celebrating these achievements and putting ourselves consciously in this emotional frequency, in this vibration, results in expansion and prolonged kind of period in this specific emotional state, right? So this is the the story behind the Achievement Jar. And actually, Achievement Jar is not my idea to begin with. I got it from a shaman in Mexico where I was very, very low on energy and I got this question, how are you celebrating yourself? How are you celebrating your wins? We are so accustomed to celebrate our clients' wins. We celebrate our clients' wins, especially if we're, if we're coaches, right? We're motivating others, we're outlining their success to them, but we cannot pour from an empty cup.
1: And as much as we're giving to others, we need to give to ourselves. And that, my good friend, is Tenna Taylor. Perfectly put, perfectly executed, perfect in every regard. Thank you, Tenna for joining us today. Absolute pleasure being with you. Thank you, Josh. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Doesn't it feel great to start something and finish it? I love that feeling. Here's what I want you to do next head on over to my website, joshcarrycom slash podcast, and let me know exactly what you loved most about this episode. What did you learn? What did you discover? What are you going to do next? And I'm going to send you a free gift as my way of saying thanks. I appreciate you taking your time to tune in today. We'll do it again soon.